Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yes, put me on the radio. Oh, no, 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 no. Have you never heard my podcast? You just put me on the radio and then just watch the magic happen. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. B-I-G! Hey guys, uh, this is Tatiana calling. Um, I just wanted to let you know that I was at the grocery store today and I heard the cashier, who was a white man, say to the guy who he was checking out, who was also a white man, he said, hey brother, how's it going tonight? So I just wanted to let you know that Bean isn't the only out-of-touch white dude who uses the word brother um, to say hello to people, and it's just as awkward in person as it was over the radio. Mike Shinoda, thank you so much for coming in, my brother. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> How bad can it be? So bad. And I'm entertained by everything. I once went to a play. And now. Real Americans believe that low gaslight on your dashboard is not a warning, but a challenge to see how far we can get on whatever amount of gas is left in the god tank. Our feature presentation. That guy speaks truth. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. And what cult leader started the Zero Club? I mean, I wouldn't call myself a cult leader. Well, well you wouldn't call yourself one. Right. Right. But your followers certainly do, don't they, <laughs> Radeon Durf? <laughs> Which now, at least we know, is the name of the cult. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is uh, Tuesday, September 11th. I uh, was closing my refrigerator door a moment ago. I was getting out some uh, some uh, milk for my tea, my hot tea. And a uh, a moth flew in. Flew in what? Your milk? Your hot tea? My refrigerator. Refrigerator. Mm. Okay. Yes. And uh, so I uh, immediately opened up the, uh, I think it was a moth, by the way. It could have been a mosquito. Okay. Happened very quickly. Close it. Quick. Close it and trap it in there. This is my question is, so I opened it up, uh, opened the door up to let the little guy out and um, no sign of him. Mm. Started moving things around. Where could he be? He didn't get out. I saw, I mean, I saw him in the final second as the door was closing. I saw him zip in there. It's not possible he could have made a U-turn and you didn't see it? No. Okay. I mean, he's not a Jedi. It's just I'm concerned now because I feel like I have taken the refrigerator apart and I cannot find him. Now, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You took the refrigerator apart and I don't couldn't mean, find him? Yes. Mean, I don't mean mechanically. I mean, I took stuff out of the refrigerator. You know, took out the took out the milk and took out the carrots and took out the soda and took right. out everything to see if he was under something or behind something. And he is nowhere to be found. Right. And I guess my question to you guys is, A, do I sell the house? And B, um, is it a thing where it's just super cold and they instantly just, like, drop you know what I mean? Like, like they get overwhelmed by the cold? I don't think it's that cold, no. Listen, all I'm thinking about is how do I buy the movie rights to this story? <laughs> right? <laughs> how much time do you think? Holy crap! How much time did you put into the trying to, quote, find the little guy? 
Well, <laughs> you moved the sodas, you moved the carrots, and we know he moved the milk. Right? I'm not gonna. How I'm much not time? Gonna, I'm not gonna stand idly by. <laughs> And let my new friend die, okay? Mm. This, I've just met him, granted. We don't have a long relationship. How much time? I mean, I spent a couple of minutes, you know, pulling pulling stuff out, moving things around, lifting up mm-hmm. shelves, doing everything I could to try to find him, and no sign of him. So I'm very confused and very concerned. Now, then I started thinking, is there some way he got in to the back of the fridge somehow, but there's no opening. There's no way to get from the inside of the fridge to the outside of the fridge, right? Except through the door. So where did he go, Kevin? Where did he go? Um, don't care. Does that make me bad? Right, right. No, it makes you uh, just like me. Honestly, don't <laughs> and care. most likely everyone listening. Die? Don't die? <laughs> Irrelevant. Do you have follow-up questions? No. <laughs> she wouldn't have had this many questions. What's I'm, wrong with you? I'm very troubled by what By happened. what? By a, by a murder. That's what I'm, I'm troubled by. Murder. Is by seeing a creature get get taken down today. It wasn't through, murder. It was accidental death, first it of was, all. Well, right. it, was, it was death. You, but I feel guilty because I'm the one who closed the goddamn refrigerator door. Well, so now, yeah. I, mm. But I'm responsible now for mm. killing this Pablo, you know, which is what I've named I'm him. I'm sorry, okay. you named him? His name is Pablo. But, but you I haven't just, met him yet. You just, I, I well, why just, did you kill your friend? <laughs> that's what <laughs> I'm saying is now how do I, now I've got the burden of that on my head for the rest of my life now. Huh. It, now I, I will... It's a new day, and I've already killed. You know what I mean? I can't feel good about that. That's not what I wanted. That wasn't my goal when I woke up this morning. Holy crap. Seriously. I'd like to outbid Allie on the movie race to this story. No, see, that was my fear. (laughs) I needed to get in first. (laughs) I'm I'm just... This is the worst story ever. Wow. Do you have a thing? I do have a thing. Well, let's get to the thing. All right. Because we're running out of time for the okay, thing. we'll get to the thing. I, got, <laughs> I don't want to do that. I got plenty more on Pablo. If yeah. You want to hear. Okay. No thanks. You could uh, put that in your blog. 25 new words uh, Merriam-Webster has added to the dictionary in 2018. I am always fascinated when this announcement comes out. And most of the time, there are words we are familiar with because they have been in common use for some time. There's a list here of just 25. I won't read them all, but they actually added 840 new words to the dictionary this year. Wow. That seemed like a lot, by the way, for, yeah. from year to year, 840. I feel like it's more than my entire vocabulary. Yeah, it's, just, <laughs> That's it's, what cra- you're saying. it's crazy how many words, and some have been around for a while. I don't know why it took so long. Some just get to a tipping point where I guess the dictionary folks say, well, it looks like that one's here to stay, so we'll put it in. And a lot of times that's what they do is they want to make sure it's just not a flash in the pan. Like bougie, for instance, is a word we've heard for a long time. It's sure. short for bourgeois. Mm-hmm. And I assume the popularity of that just skyrocketed after the Migos song, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. So bougie is now in the dictionary. Here's one we've been seeing on the Internet for a long time. T-L-D-R. Too long, didn't read. It's in the dictionary now. Hmm. Okay. It's listed as an abbreviation, but now TLDR, which we've all seen in articles that we've not read. Is it surprising that they would put that type of thing in the dictionary? Because it just seems like it's fleeting. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's been around long enough now, I think, this is my read, is that they feel like people are going to continue to use it in the future. And if somebody, if you're on the Internet today and you get to an article and it says TLDR, you go, I don't know what that is. They're thinking now, you know, you should be able to look that up and find out. You can. Urban Dictionary. Boom! Bingeable. Hard to believe bingeable wasn't already in there. But I guess because of, you know, things like Netflix sitting down and watching 11 episodes of something, now we all say bingeable a lot more. Force quit. Another computer one. Airplane mode. 
Sure. For your phone. Um, here's one that surprised me. Instagram as a verb. So in other words, I'm previously, gonna Instagram that? Yeah, mm-hmm. previously, yeah. I guess technically, if you're using the dictionary as your go-to, you would say, I'm going to post a photo to Instagram. Now you can just say, I'm going to Instagram that. Uh, here's a couple I didn't know. I don't still don't understand this one. FinTech, which is a noun. Products and companies that employ newly developed digital and online technologies in the banking and financial service industries. FinTech. Won't be using that. Yeah, I got no. nothing. All right, Allie, how, here's one for you and your friends. What's a marg? M-A-R-G? A margarita? Yes, it is a margarita. First yeah. known usage occurred back in yeah. 1990. Yeah. By they Allie. Been, they've been calling <laughs> it a marg? <laughs> I've never heard anyone call it a marg. I yeah, margs and champs. Wait, what? Champagne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Kel. Mm-hmm. No worries. <laughs> Here's a surprise. The drinkers hang together. <laughs> Here's a surprise. As a noun, fave is now in the dictionary. Really? They're doing shortened words now? It hmm. dates back to 1938. Why the rush for fave? Uh, guac, as you can imagine. Sure. I mean, half of every word is right. going to be in the dictionary. Totes. It looks that way. <laughs> Rando. Okay. Right? Yeah. Kevin, this one is going to drive you crazy. You're going to beg for the Pablo in the refrigerator story I don't when know. I tell you I'm what's in the dictionary. I'm thinking of buying this story instead. <laughs> I'm, interested. Writes, I'm interested. Right, I know you are. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, in the dictionary, new for 2018, adorbs. Yay! Adorbs. You know I love adorbs. You know I've been using adorbs for years. I'm so happy. You and 11-year-old girls. <laughs> Uh, hangry is in the dictionary. Hophead. You know what a hophead is? Like a beer guy. A beer? Yeah, beer yeah. enthusiast is yeah. a hophead. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, how about a mocktail? Yeah, that's a cocktail without booze. That's right. Generation Z. Generation of people born in the late 90s and early 2000s. And Tent City, also made. We've yeah. All, every, <laughs> why, <laughs> why do you make it sound like a sexy yeah, thing? Yeah, it does know what Tent City is. <laughs> right? Good morning. Going back to awkward boater talk. <laughs> so anyway, that's the list, and I just, I find it adorbs. Oh, jeez. I miss you, Pablo. <laughs> right? Let's uh, talk about today's Kevin and Beecher, shall we? Well, somehow, I am offended by that. You don't know the half of it. Uh, you're allergic to something, but F it on today's show. Yeah. Everybody's right. allergic to something, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And occasionally you just go, you know what? Pretty tired of being disciplined about this. Mm-hmm. F it. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, we have a pop culture quiz to see which of us knows the most about pop culture. Hmm. It's not going to be me. I know that. We have comedian Bill Burr in studio. Oh, I love him so much. Love him so much at uh, 7.15 this morning. And we're going to play a new game, and our new games always go well. Stump Brudda Bean. What? <laughs> Sorry? Stump Brudda Bean. Brudda Bean. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Hawaii. Like yep. Brudda. Well, Stump I am, Brudda Bean. I am. No. The, now that I have it. Uh, now that I have a ukulele, I am a. Uh, <laughs> I, I am an island <laughs> man. Right. I am an island man, as sure, you know. Sure, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. So that's coming up. We will take a break. We'll come back with what's happening. R.I.P. Carlos. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. What you talking about, Alan McKay? Am I wrong for not being super excited about this A Star is Born movie? Um, I won't say you're wrong, 
But I will say that when it comes out and people are raving about how great it is, yeah. you your interest may be peaked. Yeah, they already are raving about it. Like, there's Oscar buzz already for this yeah. movie. Hmm. Interesting. And, and apparently Lady Gaga is a phenomenal actress? Apparently, yeah. She was Lady moved... Gaga! Her, indeed. She was moved to tears at the Toronto Film Festival over the weekend. She was praised for her performance in A Star is Born. She broke down in tears when Lucas Nelson, the son of Willie Nelson, who's also co-writer of the songs in the film, he told her, quote, you just destroyed every single scene you were in. I think he said it in a good way. And those words caused the audience to break into applause, instantly drawing a standing ovation, and wow. she started crying. Hmm. I mean, the people are loving it. I uh, And by the way, Bradley Cooper apparently is tr- tremendous in this film as well. I wonder if that's what Lady Gaga's tweet was a couple of days ago that looked like she sat on her keyboard. I wonder if that was just... Just so much happiness. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, you know when people... Kevin's looking at us crazy. He's like, yeah. I don't do that. No, you just do it by accident. She, does, she did it by accident, too. On, You're being ridiculous. No, on purpose, people are right, like, like garbled stuff because there's so much oh, excitement. Oh, I see other people do that. Okay. Well, no, the beginning of that tweet looked like it was like, ah! Right. You know what I mean? Like she was screaming. Oh, yeah, I did say, uh, A-A-A-A-H-H-H? Mm-hmm. Yes. And so she, she did it on purpose? I'm possibly. suggesting it's possible that, possibly. that she came off that stage That's and sweet. she was on such a high from That's the reaction mm-hmm. to the movie that maybe that was just her way of getting out. I don't sure. know. Kevin right. is so annoyed that he never gets this benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Ever. I shouldn't, but I don't. All right. What? I should you think, I shouldn't so you, get the benefit. You stand by. She was radio Of course. Okay. okay. All right. How far do you guys have to go? It's very concerned. <laughs> Radiant Durf. You guys, celebrity chef Jamie Oliver, we know him. Mm-hmm. Right? British Not, not dude. really, but okay. Yeah. I, I like him. He's not okay. the yellow, right? No. No. That's, that's another British Ramsey or guy. Something? Yeah. Okay. That's Gordon Ramsay. Okay. Well, don't try and break into his house when okay. he's home with um, his wife and his five kids. Because he's going to hear you. He is then going to go nuts. He's going to run down the street after you. Neighbors are all going to come out because of the commotion. You are then going to pin the guy to the ground. And the guy got arrested. Wow. He was not taking it. He was like, "Uh uh-uh. You are not going to burgle my home. (laughs) And not only are you going to, when you leave my house, I'm going to follow you until you get caught. I'm going to chase you down the street. Wouldn't most people stop it? Getting him out of the house? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> For yeah. the most part. And I think most police would say, hey, sure. don't do that at all. Right. Call us. We'll take care of it. But I don't know. They're and different 45 over minutes there. later when they get there. They're different over there in England. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Ugh. You guys, this first sentence of this article... Don't hold your breath for a Property Brothers Bachelor crossover anytime soon. Oh, who, who, man. Who is holding their breath? That's all I wanted. <laughs> Did any of us even hear that as a rumor? No. Okay. I don't even no. understand the sentence. Gotcha. There's a show on HGTV called Property Brothers. It's those two twins, Jonathan and Drew. One's okay. a realtor. The other guy's a, a contractor. That Allie knows way too much about. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, one of the guys, Jonathan, has been pitched to be The Bachelor four times. They've asked him, hey, would you do it? And he's like, no, not interested. He said he'd be way too anxious to do it, but he'd be into something like The Amazing Race. Now he's just pitching himself right. for other shows. Which I'll go on other shows. I kind of respect, but who, uh, 
No one's asking for that. I don't think so. No. I can't imagine. I feel like this was put out by Property Brothers, right? I would assume so. Had to be. Yeah, I don't know that I've heard reports of who The Bachelor has asked and been turned down by before. Right. So you could be right about this. This could just be a rumor he's floating to raise his own stock. Yeah. Well, they have decided on a guy named Colton Underwood, who's apparently a a virgin. So that's... That'll be fun to watch. <laughs> I think uh, I didn't see the clip, but apparently it's very funny. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel sat down with him and had the birds and the bees talk with him on the TV oh, show, no. the night, which I, I definitely want to see. Oh, awkward. <laughs> hey, coming up, we're going to talk about um, how Julie Chen, the wife of Les Moonves, discussed the issue yesterday on the season premiere of her show, The Talk. Wow. Spoiler alert. Awkward at all, right? Spoiler alert. Homegirl didn't show up. What? Yeah. She didn't show up. No. We'll talk about that coming Mm. up. Some birthdays for you. Taraji P. Henson. Cookie, you guys. Right. She's so much more than Cookie, though. So much more. Actor and rapper Ludacris, also grocery buyer. Just sure. kind dude, right? <laughs> and singer Harry Connick Jr., who sat on my plane and I didn't tell him that he is one of my favorites and that his Christmas album is my all-time favorite, When My Heart Finds Christmas, because I have learned not to say dumb things to people that don't care. Like that story. That's what's happening. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. The Kevin and Bean Afroline is on the air for you right now at 323-520-AFRO. And by the way, uh, I don't know why all of a sudden people are calling a lot. And we really, really appreciate it. Yeah, we love it. When you think of something either about the show or about your life or you got questions or about the world, we want to hear from you all the time. Because, you know, we don't, uh, a lot of times we don't take phone calls during the show so this is your way to get to us and get to the get you know get on the air and let us uh you know get some feedback so uh, we appreciate it. what's the batch looking like today a little present for all the parents out there alexa play baby shark <laughs> The Baby Shark song was new to us uh, in the Internet Roundup last week, but, man, have we heard from hundreds of parents who it's just driving them crazy. Yeah. And they love it when we play it. Mm-hmm. They sure I know do. that for a fact. Baby Shark, do-do-do-do-do. Baby Shark, do-do-do-do-do. Baby Shark, do-do-do-do-do. Baby Shark. I've got that song stuck in my head now. God, God, I hate you guys. <laughs> Actually, I love you guys. <laughs> You're welcome. Pumpkin spice do 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 pumpkin spice do 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 pumpkin spice do 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 pumpkin spice. It's very versatile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Want to hear another one? Sure. My back hurts do 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 do. My back hurts do 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 do. My back hurts do 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 do. My back hurts. He's just working through some stuff. He really is getting some stuff out. Um, I said to tweet apparently Monday morning, Sunday morning. I don't know. With my butt. Mm-hmm. And it spelled out Radion Durf. Radion Durf. And then there were a whole lot of other letters that I don't even know what it was. Right. I don't know how I sent a text. Mm-hmm. I had a talented butt. I don't know. <laughs> but Radion Durf is coming back strong. Radion Durf Durf Durf. Radion Durf Durf Durf. Radion Durf Durf Durf. I mean. Hey, Kevin and Bean. Uh, I was listening to the podcast and you guys were talking about strange phobias. Uh, I got a strange phobia for you. I have this really specifically strange fear, the Radeon Durf, 
No, I'm not even joking, man. Radeon Derp makes me slur my speech. It makes me lose my key card. It makes me jump into other people's random cars. Like, I, I can't even begin to tell you. Just talking about Radeon Derp is like a hot Oh, no. It's happening quickly. That was brilliant. By the way, we didn't even think about that alley. Maybe Radeon Derp is a diagnosis. Yeah, it's catching. Holy crap, you guys. Hear me out. Do you ever see Fight Club? Remember Tyler Durden? What if Kev Dog started Zero Club? What if Radeon Durf is Kevin's Project Mayhem? <gasps> Whoa! That's <laughs> a guy blowing his own mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, glorious leader Kevin. It is I, Shellnock, leader of your Zero Cult. We have received your Radeon Durf signal and have appropriately begun to coat the walls in a sacrifice of strawberry ice cream. <laughs> Once the ice cream spoils, we know it will be time to begin the next phase of the worldwide cabining. <laughs> Quitters never give up. The cabining sounds terrifying. Yeah, right? It really does. <laughs> hey, so I'm listening to you guys be so confused about Radeon Durf, and I don't understand why. Radeon Durf is a huge band. I'm actually surprised that it's, it's on Kevin's radar. They had a huge hit last year, Terrorist Situation, and then the other hit the year before, What'd You Do? And then I think right now they're actually on a, on a U.S. tour called uh, Red Face Blue Map. They're a really, really big band, Kevin. I'm, I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> There's much more to Radio Durf than we knew, right? Radio Durf on the radio. Oh, come on. <laughs> radio Durf, it's a tweet. I wish that I can think, but I can because cult leader Kevin does it for me. It's Radio Durf. All hail the big blonde head. Must die hair blonde. Must wear cargo shorts. Must order mac and cheese from children's menu. Okay, all right. Must watch Paul Blart movies. All right. And endless hours of soccer. Okay. What is kale? Is it fish? <laughs> You're learning a lot about yourself today. Who knew? Allie's turn. Oh, oh my God, Bean, podcast listener. You just told... Allie, that her mom got DP. Oh, my God! Yeah. That, that happened? I mean, that did happen. It didn't happen, but no, it did We don't know. Me. Oh? Technically, we don't know. Well, Allie prefers to think they were taking a nap. Yeah. Right, sure. Hey, my sister is a teacher, and she just texted me in the middle of the day. Do you think Allie's mom is boning right now? <laughs> no! And I said, it's 4 o'clock in Massachusetts. So that's prime nap time boning time. I don't think your family should be discussing this. <laughs> She's a teacher. I feel like she should be watching her kids. I hate Ellie, everybody. this is your father. Okay, listen. I'm tired of all this talk about code. Okay? I'm going to come right out and I'm going to say it. I've been boinking your mom. Okay? Allie's mom has got it going on. Do you think your parents are taking a nap? Taking a nap. Or maybe they're having fun in the sack. Give it a chance. Boning in the sack. 
It's the ladder, cause your mom's got it going on, on, going on. And I don't think you knew this, but your dad's got a huge <gasps> dog. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh. oh, how can you think they're really napping? Cause we all know that they're up and boning. Boning? song you wouldn't be here Allie, if they did come on i mean he's got a point technically three two three five two zero afro 24 hours a day it's the kevin and bean show k-rock last night was a, a big night for Allie mckay and her people because it was the return of jeopardy jeopardy mm. is back for its 35th season Allie, i know you were very upset devastated you, you were not able to watch it tell people how come well, they decided that they were going to play the Rams Raiders game on ABC locally here in L.A. Mm-hmm. So what did they do? They sent out a tweet and said, but don't worry, set your DVRs for 2.05 a.m. Uh, F you. <laughs> so mad. And uh, the way we look forward to like the Walking Dead coming back or something like that is the way Allie looks yeah, forward. It's yeah, it's insane. It's insane. She had because... it on her iCal and reminders yeah. and stuff. Yeah. It's right. crazy. And it's so funny because it's not like there's a plot line. It's not like she's waiting to see what gets wrapped up. I mean, it's the same show every single day for 35 years. Like, what can the level of excitement be to see another episode of a show that you've seen thousands of times? I don't know how Hmm. it's possible, but it's 10 out of 10. Apparently, you didn't see Alex Trebek's new beard. Well, that's just one reason to tune in. Wow, that is crazy. Not only does he have a beard, (laughs) but he did have a big announcement at the top of the show yesterday. Allie, you haven't seen this yet, right? Sex change, yes! So let's find out what Alex has going on and hear some of that rapier (laughs) wit that has kept him on the air for so long. By the way, listen to that crowd. It's they, like it going, yeah, they're going crazy. It, it's like the Foo Fighters are performing, right? Yeah. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Jeopardy as we begin our 35th season. No need to inquire how I spent my summer vacation because so many of you people asked about it. I decided to regrow my mustache, but as you can see... Okay, so this is how this show starts mm-hmm. is don't ask how I spent my summer vacation because look at all this bitchin' fa- facial hair. Right? <laughs> Who's going up to him and going, what about the mustache? A lot Appar- of people. Apparently a lot of people mm-hmm. miss the mustache, That's right? Odd. Yeah. Alright. Things got a little out of hand. These hairs kept attracting friends. What is... What... He's explaining beard growth, Bean. Yes, Let that's what I'm live. saying. I was growing a mustache, but things got out of hand. These <laughs> hairs attracted friends. Yeah, that's him being funny, Bean. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it? Yes. Uh, okay. Whether I keep it or not depends on you. So go to our Jeopardy Facebook or Instagram pages and let us know how you feel. Hopefully it won't be a distraction 
for our players. If you're ready to go, let's do it. Here comes the Jeopardy round. He writes so on much the website. I'm sorry. He wants people to, to vote. vote on mm. his beard. Oh, already have. Oh, you. Did you say you already have? Did I say that? Out yeah, loud? you did. Yeah. He wants people to I vote have. on his beard, you guys. Uh-huh. I do uh, like, though, that he put it out there. I hope it doesn't distract the contestants because it is a lot of sexy. If you're not ready for that much sexy in front of you, right? it could really you know, discombobulate the brain area. <laughs> All right, Allie, you know as much about Alex Trebek, host of Jeopardy, as anyone I've ever met. Is Alex telling the truth here? Isaac, back to you. Uh, let's do famous threesomes for 200, please. Mo, Larry, and Curly. Caitlin. Who are the three stooges? Yeah, love them. Does Alex Trebek love the Three Stooges? Listen, I think a man of his age might think he loves the street Three Stooges. Uh-huh. But if we're all honest with ourselves, no one loves that show. That show is awful. I think he knows that guys are supposed to love it. Right. So he says that. Right. No chance. Did they even have that in Canada? I don't even know if it's on the air anywhere in the world right now. <laughs> if Alex Trebek is trying to get us to believe that he goes back home to Canada after filming Jeopardy and watches Mo, Larry, and Curly, I'm sorry. I'm not buying it. Agreed. He's a liar. All right. One more clip, and I think this could be a regular feature on the show. Mm. Alex makes chit-chat with oh, the contestants every night. It's my favorite night. part of the show. And he, first of all, he's a dick to all of them. But second of all, you, I think the competition here, Kevin, is... Which is the more more boring story of the three contestants? Wow. They're, they're all always boring, okay? Mm-hmm. There's never a good story that comes out of that talk. Which is the most boring story of the three contestants from last night's Jeopardy? Caitlin Frost is an MD and PhD student from Georgia. In your seventh year out of a nine-year program? Yeah, so the MD and PhD programs, they can range from anywhere to seven to ten years. So Specializing in what? So my PhD is in biomedical engineering, and then there's just the you know generic MD that I decided to tack on to that. In other words, you, you like going to school. I do, yeah. Yeah, all right. Okay. Really boring story, right? I mean, instead of that is, I'm going to medical school. I mean, that's at three or four. Okay. All right. Let's hear Isaac, the next contestant. Isaac Loeb. He's another of our challengers today. Uh, Stephen Colbert had a little run-in with you. What happened? So I was at work, and our meeting space was in use. So the alternate meeting space is the hallway. And we were standing in the hallway, and I see a guy zooming around on a hoverboard. Comes up to us. It turns out Stephen Colbert. I was literally speechless. My jaw actually dropped. I didn't say a word the entire time. Good for you. All right. All right Good so for he, you. So his story <laughs> is that he saw Stephen Colbert. I mean, I got to be honest. That's that's a step higher than I'm going to school. Right. I mean, it has a celebrity, celebrity factor. Involved, right. right. But he saw Stephen Colbert. Mm-hmm. That's it. He didn't talk yeah. to him. There was no interaction. Ah, but there was the detail of the hover- hoverboard. True. Okay. So I'm giving All that right. a higher mark. All right. So that one's a winner for you. All right. One more contestant. The return Rich, camp. Third squad. He's our uh, champion, ladies and gentlemen. When he last appeared on our program six weeks ago, he was an aspiring teacher. But you made it. I did, yes. Uh, since I was last on the show, I applied for and was granted my teaching certificate, so I'm no longer an aspiring English teacher. Yes, but are you an employed English teacher. Uh, let's have that conversation later. <laughs> All right. So his story is that over the summer during the mm. break, he got his teaching certificate, to which Alex immediately shoots down the yeah. accomplishment by mm. saying, yeah, Effort, do you have a job? 
What a dick. Been, what a dick, right? You've been employed. I mean, come on. All right, what's the most boring story? It's got to be the first one. I don't care about your PhD. <laughs> so to, yeah. Medical school. Then yeah. I just tacked on an MD. Um, that's a show that Allie plans her day around, yes. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I hate that show, <gasps> it turns out. A, I can't get any of the answers. Okay. We know that. All right. But B, he's so smug. <laughs> yeah. and he's such a dick to all the people, and he's smug, but he's holding a card with the answers. I know. It's easy to have the answers right. when they print them out and hit them. But, but now he's got a beard. You're forgetting about all the yeah. sexiness. Yeah, I forgot about that. Go yeah. to the website and vote on my beard. I sure will. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Ohana Festival is a, uh, you get a pair of passes to a three-day festival at Doheny State Beach. You got uh, Eddie Vedder and the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs and Johnny Marr and a whole bunch of bands. And my man Bean is very, very knowledgeable. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good, right? <laughs> About the Hawaiian culture. Uh, I am. I'm the, king, I'm the king of Hawaii. Yes, especially since you played the, how do you say it? The ukulele? Ukulele. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Well, I, I have had it for a week, so I feel like that makes me an expert on all things Hawaii-related. Mm. So that's why the game is called Stump Run a Bean. Hey, you know that bean now plays the ukulele. He loves it so much. He knows all about Hawaii. Just you try to stump the man. He knows everything Hawaiian. Stump brother bean, stump brother bean, stump brother bean, oh stump brother bean. All right, Are you playing bean? Uh, uh, sure. Okay. So uh, yeah, so stump me. Go into the drawing. Somebody wins the tickets. You can just uh, you just take as many calls in whatever order you want here, Kevin. Because I got this. Got to, I uh, put them up and you knock them down. That's right. That's how it works. <laughs> All right. Jimmy in Rancho Cucamonga. Good morning. Good morning. Stump brother bean. Uh, first of all, aloha, Jimmy. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Oh, okay. All right. all right. What's your question? Uh, what is the tallest mountain in Hawaii? That is Mount Spam. Tallest mountain in Hawaii. Is it is Spam? Mount Spam, yes. Oh. Is that correct, Jimmy? Guam. That's Guam. Okay. Oh, that's okay. disappointing. What's the answer? Malikia. I was going to say that. You didn't, though. I didn't, know. I... All right, let's go okay, to that's Mike. Just, that's just one, though. I'm just getting warmed yeah. up. Let's go to Mike in Orange. Hi, Mike. Morning, guys. Good morning. Stump brother okay, bean. bean. Yes. Okay, Aloha. Bean, uh, 
which island, or I'm sorry, which, yeah, which island is famous for the leprosy outbreak? That would be Leprosy Island. <laughs> uh, close, but it's Molokai. Mm. Oh, mm. Okay. You're going to you say that too, were you? You got me on that one. Oh, okay, good. Stop All right. Let's go to Justin in Huntington Beach. Hi. Hey, how's it, Brother Bean? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you, sir? <laughs> doing just fine. All right. What's your question? Uh, what's one way you can say ocean in Hawaiian? Um, well, one way is ocean because it's part of America and they speak English too. I mean, technically, I mean Hawaiian. Technically, he's correct. He's oh, correct. I don't have any, I don't have any idea about Hawaiian. All right, no, what's, what's, what's the answer, answer? Justin? Kai. Okay, and Steve. Okay, right. I feel like this is not going as well as I hoped. Uh-uh. It would. Hmm. Tony in Corona, hi. Hey, aloha, brother Bean. Uh, bong bong. <laughs> a bong bong to you as well. By the way, we should clarify because apparently a lot of people think it's bung bung. That was Kevin's movie that he made it before radio, all right? Bong bong is what we're talking about. Listen, bung bung is much funnier, though. <laughs> and soon to be coming out, Radio on Derf. See? Radio on Derf, indeed, yes. All right, what do you got, Tony? Uh, what product is uniquely grown only in Hawaii other than the rest of the United States? Oh, a product that is only grown, I am going to say, macadamia nuts. Oh, very close. What is your name, Bean? It would be the coffee bean. Kona coffee bean. Coffee bean? Kona coffee beans. Mm. That's, a, that's that, a good question. That's the correct answer. Right. I had one, you guys. Yeah, I know. So I, I felt good about macadamia. Heard the excitement in your voice. Natasha in Mission Viejo. Hi. Aloha. Aloha to you as well. Brother Bean, uh, what does Ohana mean? <laughs> what does Ohana mean? People it's... calling you Brother Bean is the best part. <laughs> I know. Uh, please don't uh, uh, write angry letters about cultural appropriation here, by the way. Please. Okay. Uh, what does Ohana mean? You're the real thing. This is not cultural appropriation. Thank you. Uh-huh. I, I used to have a dog named Cam Fong as Chin Ho, named after a Hawaii Five-O character. Uh, what does Ohana mean? <laughs> That's, I've got credentials is what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Ohana means uh, check out those uh, hula hooper. No, check out those hula girls fun bags. Oh, oh so close. So close. No, it means family. 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 Very mm-hmm. close to the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Got All it. right. Thank you. Hold on. You are right, not think, doing good. I think I got uh, the strength for one more. All right. One more is Chris in Los Angeles. Hi, Chris. Hey, bro. How's it? Brother Bean, how you doing? I'm doing. Was that a little Jamaican or what's going on here right now? Bro, Jamaican brother, it's Pigeon bro from Hawaii, born in East Kona. Okay, well, good morning and aloha. And what's your question? <laughs> bro, my question is, what is the state fish of Hawaii, bro? It's one choklong name, okay? The state fish of Hawaii, I heard a guy say, is kale. Kale is the state <laughs> fish of Hawaii. <laughs> oh, bro, that's not even close, Bean. Uh, what is it? Bro, you ready? Yeah. Homo homo nuku nuku abua. Bean, you want to repeat? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't, but I'm very impressed. Bean, bro, if you're going to be an ambassador for Hawaii, you got to say a name, okay? Repeat after me. Right. All right. Homo homo. Homo homo. Nuku nuku. Nuku nuku. Aku a a. Aku a a. 
Holy help. I'm with Chris. Holy help. I didn't uh, I didn't do great, but that's good news for Jimmy and Mike and Justin and Tony and Natasha and Chris. They're all on the drawing to win tickets for the Ohio to be the Ohio. What's wrong with you? Now I can't say a single Hawaiian word. The Ahana Festival, end of the month at Doheny. Who's our winner, please? I mean, it's only appropriate that I pick Chris. Chris! Yay! Congratulations, Chris. Woohoo! Brown and solid! Thank you, guys. <laughs> I love you. You got to take it. Thanks for playing the game. Stop, brother bean. Stop, brother bean. Stop, brother bean. Oh, stop, brother bean. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Stand-up comedian, actor, podcaster, producer, voice actor, actor, actor. He does it all. Ladies and gentlemen, our friend Bill Burr back hey. in the studio on the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, How Bill. are you? What's going on? It's nice to be here. It's great to see you, sir. We were just telling you off the air that they're getting ready to tear this uh, building down that K-Rock has been in for almost 20 years. And uh, Let me just... guess. Are they building luxury high-rise apartments? They sure are. That's right. <laughs> what a surprise. Because, you know... Who are surprise. all these? Who are all these? To use the Jerry Seinfeld, who are these? Who are these people who are going to like? Who are going to? Who rents a luxury high rise apartment? Why wouldn't you just buy a piece of crap house? Invest your money wisely. Well, I th- I, this, this is the next bubble. This is the next two thousand eight. Is we're gonna have a bunch of empty luxury high rise apartments where they used to be cool things like K Rock. Mm. Bowling alleys, places to do stuff. You know, now it's just going to all be places to live. You know what's weird is that they're going to tear down the building. So we said, if they're going to tear down the building, it doesn't matter what we do. We could tear crap up. And oh, there you do go. St- and they were like, no, no, it's as is. We sold it as but is. But that's so. why I brought it up as I was oh. offering Bill before he walks out today, since <laughs> this is his last visit. Help yourself to anything you see on the way out. You know, I've always enjoyed this dirty paneling that you guys have. Yeah. I'd love to I'd love to rescue the, the plastic paneling, bring it into my house. This place is such a dump, Bill. It's such but a it's dump. But it's our dump. That's why yeah, I like it. it's our dump. I know. Exactly. What do you yeah. Um, speaking of rooms, you're playing the forum. Uh, have you played the forum before? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you laugh at that question? You're one of the guys who could. Who could, right? Uh, it is, obviously. No, it doesn't make any sense. So I'm going to hopefully do it before anybody realizes. <laughs> but we're going to have a great time. Anytime I do one of these ridiculous rooms, uh, I play drums as a hobby. So during the day, me and my friends get in there. And in the empty arena, we just jam playing all these you know, cover songs and everything and just have a great time. Just your chance okay. to play the forum? Yeah, we did. Uh, <laughs> Pretend yeah. you're Dave Grohl. Yeah, exactly. And, all, like, and who I've seen, I've seen Dave Grohl, Foo Fighters there. I've seen uh, Queens of the Stone Age, all these amazing people. So to uh, get to, I don't know, go out there and do my stupid jokes is, is going to be a lot oh, of fun. Oh, no, it's a legendary room. You know, we're there every year for the Acoustic Christmas show that K-Rock books on. And you walk through there and you just go, so much history. You know I mean? Yes. So much history. And you see those pictures from back in the day with, you know, Led Zeppelin and bands like that. You're like, I can't believe I'm standing here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're back there, I guess if you sell the place out there, you know, they put your name up on the wall. So there's all of these these just incredible, incredible Incredible musicians uh, and artists, all that stuff. So, yeah. yeah, this is all the stuff I'm trying not to think about so I can just go down and just do I the see. gig. So, Bean bringing it up and us bringing it up is not the best for your mental health. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, it's early in the morning to think about <laughs> that stuff. You, you've, you've played similar size venues in other cities, though, right? I haven't done too many of those. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I've, I've had a nice gradual quarter of a century ascent <laughs> into, into selling tickets. Well, 
It's going to be a great show, and it's uh, Friday, September 28th at 8 o'clock. Tickets available at Ticketmaster.com. Only 35 bucks to see the best guy working working the stage these days, Bill Burr. So buy those tickets, and you know the Kevin Beat audience always comes through for you when uh, when you're doing a show. All right. All right. I'll give you your money for saying that later. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Bill, uh, Kevin and I both, uh, uh, unbeknownst to the other, spent some time with your podcast that you put up yesterday, which was a particularly entertaining podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> because Kevin and I have, came away with different parts that we were fascinated with. He's fascinated with the play-by-play you're doing on the Red Sox game during the entirety of your podcast. Uh, it was a big game. It was playing, I know it was. playing Houston. Uh, yep, exactly. And before we got to that, Bill was having a little bit of technical problems <laughs> with a wire that he had just bought, some equipment that he just bought. Do you mind, Bill, if I play a little bit of the podcast? Can you play any of that without beeping? Oh, no, we, we have to beep it. Oh, we beeped okay. it. Of course. We beeped it. Bill's uh, podcast has uh, been around for a long time. It's very popular. called the Monday Morning Podcast at BillBurr.com or iTunes. But here's a little bit of Bill's famous... <laughs> Temper, I guess, at an inanimate object. I like to call it a, a disposition. <laughs> and I think you will enjoy this very much. All right, so it's better over here. A little better over here, a little better. Now this thing is hanging off here. This whole podcast is just going to be me bitching about this wire that I just bought. Now it's off, now it's off, now it's on. Oh, I see what happens when there's a little bit of weight and it's hanging down. Oh, can't handle that, can you? Can't handle a little bit of weight? Is that what it is? I just figured what it, out what it is. Oh, we got a quitter here, everybody. We got a little snowflake, don't we? Let's just move the whole table for you, buddy. Yep, everybody gets a ribbon. Now my mixer just fell off the table. This is just going off the rails here. What a great... Why do I try to make my life easier? It, it doesn't work out. So anyways, I, uh, can I leave that? Can, can the old man put his back up against the couch? Hello, test. Oh, there we go. There we go. All right. So I'm back. You're Winnebago wow. man. That is Remember like Winnebago any man? member of my family yeah. had a podcast. That would be it right there. Oh, it's oh. Just, just never worry. It doesn't, like, I've, I've, I've had really bad luck. Like we, you know, we got a new TV. My wife comes down and she just, uh, she, she, what was that? I don't know what that was. Bean? Somebody was that, did that come from me? Yes. yes, it did. Oh, that I don't know. That's odd. Okay. Just let some air out of the tires, I guess. <laughs> oh my! We got a new TV. My wife sits down. She turns it on. It just turns on. Anytime I go to turn it on, it just says no signal. Oh no! Oops. That's odd. Oh, no. What happened? No, it, just, no. it just never works out for me. And uh, that leads into my clip. Which is your wife taped the Patriots game and your DVR wasn't working. No. Right. Of course not. So this is you describing that, but you're also watching the Red Sox game. And so you immediately just go from the DVR to your play-by-play in the Red Sox game. Then I got to hit pause. I got to shut it off. I got to turn it back on. It was doing like one of those f***ing things. And it started off what was doing it every couple of minutes. Then once a minute, I'll f*** you, you Foul ball. Foul ball. (laughs) Old. Was that fair or foul? Foul. All right. It's two to one Red Sox, by the way. Astros are up. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I don't need to listen to this to know how insane I am. We, I know you I are you're you're crazy. You're a crazy. You're man. a crazy man. Sitting in the sitting in a room by yourself, screaming at equipment. Am I though? 
How much yes. of a pain in the ass is it for you to have guests? Can you imagine how great it would be if you just didn't have to leave your own house and actually just do the show? Can anybody else relate to that on this show? I am not crazy. I am half of this radio team. Bill, are you having a good... When we hear that tape, are you having a good time? I'm having a great time. and I'm Really? Also, yeah, and I'm also ramping up. That makes me laugh a, hard, a, that whole... That... A, a, lot, a lot of stuff. But some of that stuff, yeah, it's just like... But that's how I watch a game. That's how most people watch games. I don't know if you're going to be allowed to anymore. I don't know. In the future, there'll probably be something... Some sort of some sort of microaggression that I was by myself <laughs> and dropped the c word as I'm watching a game, and then I'll have to have some sort of online apology. Yeah, true. And then people will protest me doing stand up. But you dropped the c word on a foul ball, which is an odd. Like oh, it's, it's the pesky any... pole. You can, can really <laughs> yeah. wind pole, around okay. it. So you know, okay. I swear to God, if you were a left-handed hitter, a lot of people could probably go yard in Fenway Park. It's it's like that short. So when wow. you, and when you wrap it around, you know, it's only two hundred something feet. I'm not saying I could do it, but I'm just saying. Does that make? Uh, we've talked about this on the show before, Bill, but I don't think we've ever gotten your opinion. Does it make sense to you that baseball is the only sport where the field doesn't have to be a consistent size from city to city? I love that because it used to be that way with hockey arenas. Like the Boston Garden was notoriously small, so we drafted players like that. And when we would play the great Edmonton Oilers team. We would try to slow them down. We even like the the ice was more mushy. There was all kinds of we would just we wouldn't quite refrigerate you it. Just sabotage anything, the whole thing. Yeah, anything we could do to try to slow those guys down. They still, of course, beat us. But um, I actually find it fascinating. I actually have a theory as to why there's been so many great pitchers and Cy Young candidates and uh, and winners in Oakland. Okay, is if you because it's also, it's a multi-purpose stadium and the, there is so much foul territory. There's so many balls that get hit, uh, pop-ups that would be in the stands and the batter would still be there that end up just being outs. And I, I think if you pitch there, I, it's just – it's like a literally – it's a football field. You have a better chance. Yeah, you can wow. go like 20 rows deep on the first base or third base line and get the guy out. So wow. I think, you know, less forgiving ballparks – uh, so you like a different ballpark everywhere you go. It's interesting to you. Yeah, I do like that. And um, I think that's one of the things that, that, that made it. I mean, it was a bad era with those cookie-cutter multipurpose. It was probably better for the environment. I love how we went from that that more cons- conservational outlook. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you can play football and baseball here. It's one stadium, one parking lot, and just these materials to tearing all of those down to the point now the Atlanta Falcons they had a dome that was like 20 years old yep they sure there was did. nothing wrong with it yep <laughs> they left that one to get to make the city pay for another one you know they weren't done paying for that one and the Atlanta Braves left their their brand new baseball stadium only 20 years they left to go outside to get closer because they were like nobody in the downtown area is going to games. They're trying to move out to more where there was, I guess, white people that would be that want to be going, take me out to the ball game. I don't know. And they, they just abandoned it. They gave it to, like, Georgia Tech or something. And uh, You're right. You're yeah. right. And then, meanwhile, i got to sit here and cancel gigs this weekend because there's some insane-level hurricane. Like, I think that's going to be the future, like, of me just canceling gigs, going, yeah, it's 158 degrees out. The air molecules are too spread out. I can't take off. I'm gonna have to go back to driving all my gigs. I mean, I hope not. I hope that's not the case. I don't. I do because okay. now that I have a kid. I just go. I just keep saying out loud. They're gonna figure it out. <laughs> they're, they're gonna figure it out. That's good policy. That's the poli- That's the policy of government too. By the way, ah, we'll get to it. We'll get hey, to it. Hey, uh, the great Bill Burr is here with a lot of things that is mine. As you can tell, the show's coming up at the forum at the end of the month on the 28th of September. Tickets on sale now. Ticketmaster.com. You don't want to miss this. More with our guests right after this on K Rock. 
It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. I feel terrible now. I feel like I've just offended our guest. Why? Bill, Bill Burr was talking <laughs> baseball, and I said, you know, the Red Sox are having one of those unbelievable years. They've got the best record in the sport by a long shot. I said, Bill, you've got to feel, be feeling pretty good about your chances of winning it all this year. It's maybe the best Red Sox team ever. And he said, what? No, I said, ask me that on air. Okay. okay. All because right. you're going to dress you me down? No, because... One of the most overrated stats out there is regular season stats. It's so padded because you've played all of these teams. Oh, sorry. There, there you we go. go. You played all these teams. You played all of these teams during the regular season who you're not going to see in October. Mm-hmm. So you can really, like, oh, my God, they have this, they scored this many runs. They've, scored, they've hit all these but home runs. But you've beat 31 That's teams a good point. 110 times, though. Right, but he's, they're not going to play 31 teams in the playoffs. Yeah, and it's a completely, I mean, how many times, it was a certain quarterback, I'm sure. not going to say who. Sure. You watch him, and it, he was great for throwing 500 yards and five touchdowns in November, but then he would he would lose to the eight and seven Chargers at home in January. <laughs> and I'm, I'm telling you, it's just like, if you really want to look, I, I don't look at the regular season. I look at how we do against Cleveland, how we do against uh, um, Houston. Houston almost swept us. <clears throat> we were up five to one in that game. They came back and tied it. And the, all of those kids, defending champions, were not satisfied. They were all up on the top step of the dugout going, let's sweep their asses. And it's like that's – and everybody's nobody's giving them any respect. They have an unbelievable closer. Cleveland, they got uh, Terry Francona, I still think is, is the best manager in baseball. We split with them. Like that's how you look at it. You don't look at what they're doing against Seattle. Okay. Or some team that's, wow, we swept them. Great. How is that going to help us in October? And that then, is, oh, hey, last, a, it, last time we, we, we played the Yankees, we, we won four games to none. We swept them, and everybody's all excited. It's like, guys, there's the wild card now. They're going to be zero and zero. It, it means nothing now. It really means nothing. Okay? Not to mention playoffs are a completely different beast. Even yeah. if you do, pl- even if you did sweep them during the season, if you're playing them in the playoffs, and our it's two a best guys, thing. Sale and then Price, like Price, you know, he kind of got the yips when he uh, he went into Yankee Stadium and had the pressure, and they crushed him, hit a bunch of home runs off. I'm not saying that who that's who he is, but that's the stuff that I look at. Yeah, and it's just like, look, if we were just tearing through the Astros, the Yankees, and um, Indians, and all like the contenders. The Oakland A's and all that, but but when we play them, they make us look like a 500 ball club. I feel like I just got schooled, and that makes so much sense, Bill. Yeah, that makes well, so the, much well, because sense. Because the thing is, is ESPN is in the business of just blowing everything up, right? So then they could be like, "What happened?" Mm-hmm. And acted like they didn't overhype it. They never come right. back and look themselves going like, did we freak out too much over four games in the beginning of August? <laughs> they don't. So then they overhype it. So then it either happens or they can then do the story of, of what happened. And that's why everything is, is this the greatest pitcher we've ever seen? Is this guy the greatest quarterback we've ever seen? They just, they're just they just in the business yeah. of just inflating all of that up. Fair so, enough. So that's Fair why enough. I love the mute button, which a lot of your listeners probably are enjoying right now. The other... <laughs> <laughs> the other stat that drives me crazy in all sports is you're 70% over the last 10 years. They, they compare to previous seasons. Oh, yeah. And it's like, what could be yeah, less relevant? Historically, this team has beaten this team more times. It's like, well, historically, half of those players are dead, and they're not playing today. So historically, it just makes no sense to me. Yeah, what the hell are you talking about? So I, I just really... Uh, I uh, yeah. I learned a little something, Bill. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. I know we're not going to have as much time as we'd like because we never do when you stop by. But I have to ask because you just got back from the Toronto International Film Festival. Yes. This movie that you saw for the first time and said, by the way, you even enjoyed your own performance. Or at least you didn't Part turn away. You didn't turn Part away from your own performance like you usually do. This movie is That's called... The f- f- Sorry, go ahead. 
Yeah, this movie's called The Front Runner, and I and I take it you're very proud of it, and it sounds like it's going to be a, a great movie. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, Jason Reitman, that, he, he did such a good job putting this thing together. I was so into the stories, because I have this kind of thing, you know, if you know, I haven't done a bunch of movies, but when I and I usually only have like seven or eight lines, right? So it's easy. So the second I hear my voice, what I do is I just look down at the floor until I stop hearing my voice you again. You can't and then, look and at I, yourself. Yeah, you know what? Should ever see like the side of their head when they're talking. <laughs> It's just it's this just weird out of body experience. It's unnatural. Yeah, you're just like, oh my god, that's what my forehead looks like. Look at my head. What's wrong with my right shoulder? That's that's all you see. It's just like, and then the only thing that calms me, it's like, well, this is what the whole world has to look at, and they still seem to kind of like me on some level. So I think I'm overreacting a little bit. So, but I was so into the story that I only looked down. I had like two or three scenes. So wow. I, but I actually watched the other ones because I was so like into the into the story. Um, but uh, Hugh Jackman was was uh, was and every everybody in the movie was, I don't know what was, that's was about. incredible. It's a it's the Gary Hart story. Oh, okay. And, Remember him, Kevin? Yeah, I do. Yeah, and it was like when the thing that I found most fascinating about that story because I'm old enough to remember when it happened. For the young younger listeners, he was sort of the first politician, I guess, that they went into his personal life and dealt with like his uh, extracurricular affairs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was because his, he challenged them to do it. Uh, yeah, sort of like a. You throw- got a lot of energy on this bean, but it was like, <laughs> it was like sort of a throwaway line, like, right? And and um, yeah, and that was that whole thing is like like papers were like if we put this out there, then we become like the National Enquirer, the Star Magazine, and all that. So, but what I found fascinating was the way I remembered it was when that stuff came out. It was like like a month or six weeks before he 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 bowed out of the race, and it was it, it took a week. That stuff came out. Like on a Monday, wow. and by next Monday he was like out of the race. And Things that was, have changed, and that what was so fascinating is like four years later, Clinton comes along, who has a bunch of those scandals, and he doesn't bow out. He's just like, yeah, you know, kind of screwed around. Anyways, I still want to be president. I got a saxophone, right? And, and then he won. And I always wondered if Gary Hart was going like, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> I can play a little harmonica. I didn't know you could do that. So. Well, affairs don't hurt you at all anymore if you want to be president. You can cheat on all of your wives, and and, and no one cares anymore. It's, Is that a, true? I, I don't know. I, I mean, it feel like it. I, I it mean, feels yeah, like it. I think so. And the last Netflix special that you did, I started watching, and it was just before there was just them. It was Hillary and Donald Trump. And you're like, these two people, what are we going to do? Oh, They're yeah. terrible choices. And it was a point in time that's just, that was just crazy. That's why I like, because people are like, why the hell would you do a special right before the election. I go, because what do you want me to be? The guy after doing all the same jokes you're going to be doing? Right. It was that thing where I, I tried to capture the, uh, like the last election felt like 2 a.m. at a bar. Like it's, uh, you got to pick somebody. <laughs> Desperation time? Yeah, like we got to go. Look, gotta I hate them both. What do I do? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so whatever. I mean, I'm not going to do any Trump jokes. Those things are like, you know, done to death. So Any you, politics at all? No, I don't. Stage, I don't no. pay attention to it. Like, yeah. I, I, if oh every, God bless you, every, Bill. Every time, I wish I could do that. Well, every time I start to pay attention to, the, I think about becoming air quote informed. Oh no, it's driving I, crazy. I, I, I run into a news junkie, and all they do is just spew out all this horror. 
with no solution. Right. And you're just sitting there, oh, there's, there's a bunch of mosquitoes coming here from Brazil, and if they bite you, your baby's going to have a little head. <laughs> what can you do about it? Nothing. They're coming. Have a nice day. And then they leave, and it's just like, why did you tell me? I didn't even know that was happening. You have no solution. So, Sweet bliss. Yeah, you just wanted to bring me up into your heightened state of hopelessness. So I actually watch just me TV now. Oh, really? So it's a, st- a steady diet of the Mary Tyler Moore show or something? I've watched 77 Sunset Strip, Peter Gunn, The Untouchables. It's great. You go back, and it just makes you forget about global warming. It's like, oh, look, the Four Seasons. They're still there. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I got to tell you, though, the way the guys talk to women back there, they sh- I-, I was joking with my buddy, they should call it Me Too TV. Because, <laughs> dude, like, anytime a woman comes on screen, they just start playing that saxophone. Like, yeah. <laughs> And she's like literally like a secretary, and they, and they have like women walking by just to show the the guys like like stopping to check them out and stuff. But and that's the yeah. only reason that she's on. Yeah, yeah. It, and I I enjoy it. It's great. That's funny. <laughs> there has to be some sort of balance between watching that piggish behavior and just now the over like estrogen like levels that it has gotten to now where now you have you, they literally went from like never listening to women and all that to now everything any of them say is like spun with gold <laughs> so it's got to be adjusted down this is sort of my regular season analogy with like women at the right. end of the day they're human beings so just right. like men they're incredibly flawed so like you got to you got to kind of adjust it down here where you can't just be like oh my god did she say that well obviously that has to be 100% true it's like well you might want to delve into who this person is as a person this is what I like about Bill Burr is he'll take a position on stage and uh-huh. then you'll watch him and you go, I don't know. I don't think I agree. And then you defend it amazingly well and make it funny along the way. Well, I have this I mist that. that I send through the, the air. Uh-huh. Yes, that gradually lulls you into a state of... <laughs> it's working. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to vote for you, Bill. I don't know. It's crazy. I mean, anyone can run for president now, so maybe <laughs> Bill Burr one day. Hey, um, God bless you for stopping by. And uh, the forum is going to be great. I don't want you to be nervous about it because it's going to be the, sh- the night of your have, life. No, but I, ha- I have a, a sense of responsibility. Yeah. So that's the deal. So you got it. Like, I came up in a great comedy scene in Boston. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I mean, I know I'm, I'm, I'm biased here. But, like, what is considered killing in other cities is considered middling in Boston. Oh, is that right? I, yeah. You had to, like, murder you really the crowd. Had, <laughs> you had to bring it. Yeah. They, all these guys, Kevin Knox, Tony B, Frank Santarelli, Gavin Sweeney, all those guys would just it sounded like a jet landing the entire time they were on stage so uh because i was like oh that's killing that like when i i went to other places and sort of leaning on the mic stand and being clever right yeah yeah uh, i looked at that like yeah you got the job done i mean you were up there <laughs> you spent the time you didn't get thrown off yeah so i yeah there's a, there's a i mean i do want to point out that it was for a long long time the home of the lakers just putting that out there what was for the forum of course yeah. it was and right. and the kings and i have nothing yeah. but i got nothing i have respect for them and you always have. You've always said that when you've come on this program. Before. I actually, you know, the Showtime Lakers was one of the most fun uh, teams I ever, ever watched. I mean, I hated them, but I never took it to the point of literally hating them. Um, so I always respected them. The the Kobe Lakers and all that, that was just like, once like that free agency thing kind of came in where you can just be, hey, we got the most money. And- yeah, it was a little different. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. So it just became like, uh, you know, you think of all of like, like all of those guys, like, you know, Magic Worthy and them. And, and it was just like you drafted all of those guys and watching a guy like Kurt Rambis fitting in and uh, mm-hmm. Jamal Wilkes, that weird yep. way he would bring the ball around <laughs> his head. The strangest shot. Yeah. Um, and I also love uh, 
whenever I watch uh, Michael Cooper, whatever local sports thing he's on, whenever they play the Celtics, like he's an announcer now, yeah. his level still of hatred of the Celtics is so off the chain. <laughs> it like warms my heart. Like this guy wasn't just a guy getting a paycheck, <laughs> right? Wearing you know purple and gold and being like whatever. Like this guy was a Laker, and it's it's like thirty years later. <laughs> And you think he was suiting up that night, the way he talked, and the, and the joy he gets when the Lakers win. It's like, I just don't think they make that guy anymore. It just seems like in the offseason, they all get on a yacht and be like, hey, you know, I lost to you. Can I come play with you guys? Which I never understood, because even as kids, when you were in outdoor recess and you started choosing up teams, uh-huh. if it got too lopsided, even as kids, you're like, all right, wait a minute, wait a minute. Right. And this isn't going to be fun. We need yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. Where's yeah, the right. competition going to be? But yeah. now, like, you know, and I really think specifically in the NBA, because there really are so few players on a team, that when you add a couple of big pieces, just like, I mean... Uh, watching Durant. Do you think Kevin Durant ruined the NBA, which is what a lot of people say, by going? I would think a lot of Laker fans would do that and turn a blind eye to Phil Jackson and Shaq in his prime <laughs> coming with Kobe Bryant. Man, come on. Kobe Bryant had more, more help than Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus Christ was like the only guy that they didn't bring on to the Lakers. Like, there was never a guy that got more help. And the reason why the Lakers will eventually catch the Celtics, I think, in championships is because we can't, I've said this before, we can't compete with you guys. It's like, uh, like for a free agent. It's like, what do you want to do? You want to come to racist Boston <laughs> in the winter and try and bang sixes after the game? Or do you want to come to racist L.A., have 70-degree weather and try and bang actresses and models? We just, we just can't compete can't with, that. with that. If you dealt with the racism, it's a level playing field. But after after that, once you get into weather and level of women, yeah, it's over. We, uh, you want some lobster, kid? We have to leave it there, Bill. We love you. We wish you well. The Forum Show is September the 28th. Tickets available right now to see Bill Burr on stage. Ticketmaster.com starting at just 35 bucks. We'll see you again soon, my friend. All right, guys. Thank you so much. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Hey, assistant producer Christine. Hey, guys. You have a pop culture quiz for us. I'm very nervous because we always make fun of the contestants on our show, and now we're about to be contestants on our show. Right. Well, and also, I think I've learned from this quiz, and we're cutting this one in half, but what we like on the show Mm -hmm. is generally not what the consensus of the majority of people like in this world. Oh, we learned that a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I tried to pick the questions that I thought maybe you guys would be able to answer. Okay. But the other ones, I mean, involve things like Twilight mm. and Harry Potter, which I love. But I was like, these guys aren't going to get Come any Come on, of them, you so. took out the one I would get. <laughs> That's true. That, that would have been Kev Dog's question. So okay. my understanding is, Christine, that this is a pop culture quiz where you have a number at which other, uh, the general public knows the answers to these questions. And you want to see how pop culture savvy we are, how we would how compare we up. with yes. other people. Okay. This is a Buzz, okay. A BuzzFeed quiz. So, you all know, right, we'll give it a try. Okay, good. Um, all all right. right. You guys and ready? We have a 15-second timer, so as soon as you're finished with the question, I'll start it. Okay, this one in particular was for Dog, but you'll all take it. Uh, you have 15 seconds to name all six main characters in Friends. All right, we don't say it out loud. We just no. write it down, right? Yeah. Okay. 15 seconds. Done. What? Uh, done. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know if you know this, Kevin, but uh, it was a popular show for, like, a long time. I got Rachel Ross and the monkey. You guys clearly <laughs> yeah. destroyed me. The monkey Marcel was not okay. a main character. I thought it was. But I respect it. Okay. I've got uh, Monica Chandler. Phoebe. Oh, wait. Are we doing this now? Yeah. Oh, are we? I yeah. thought we were. Oh, okay. Awesome. I don't know, we're just making this up as we go. <laughs> I, I've got Monica Chandler, Phoebe, Joey, Rachel. Oh, 
I have Chandler twice, so I guess I, I don't have the ball. I have Ross as well. And Ross would have been the right one. All right. So I didn't like that one either. So Allie's the only one who gets a point for that one. Yes, nice. yes. All right, so next question, and this is one. Are you going to tell us how the p- people do Oh, yeah, no? sorry. What uh, percentage? 77% of the population got all six. <laughs> oh, so Kevin and I are dub-dubs. Yeah, pretty much. Wow, okay. You sure there weren't two channelers on the show? Yeah, there were not, unfortunately. Okay. all right. Um, the next question is a really good indication of how most of our tastes do not sometimes gel with the general American public. Yes. Uh, name all five Kardashian-Jenner sisters. Oh, my God. I know. Uh, Guarantee you more people can do that than probably name U.S. presidents, though. Yeah. So I know I'm forgetting one of them. Yeah, I am, too. What is her name, that little mix? Oh. Yeah. What'd you put down now, Allie? I put Kylie, Kendall, Kim, Chloe, and the normal one. It's <laughs> <laughs> close. I can't remember her name, though. I only say Chloe and Kim. Bean? I had Chloe, Kim, Kylie, Courtney, and Kyrie. Oh, Kendall. <laughs> yeah, you were. Yeah. I forgot Kendall, and it sounds like yeah. you forgot uh, Courtney. I Courtney, think. yeah. So none of us got that. So none zero of us got point. that. Okay. And Damn it. The sad thing is that 75% of people who took this, all five. Oof. Okay. All five. I forgot Kendall. She's hot, too. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right, you guys. The next one, again, maybe not in our wheelhouse, but. All right. Five, the fir- uh, first names of the original five members of One Direction. Oh, crap. Oh, um, okay. Oh, come on. Bean, don't pretend like you don't know this. <laughs> I don't. I'm not, I'm not coming up with all of them, I'll tell you that. Mm. Mm. I got right. Harry, Biff, Sonny, Larry, <laughs> and Adam. Kevin got one. I had I one. I had Zane, yep. Louie, yep. Harry, yep. Paul, nope. and Ringo. <laughs> that was three, Allie. I got three. I have Liam, uh-huh. oh, Harry, Leo. uh-huh. Manny, Moe, and Jack. <laughs> so, none of us. None of us. Well, again, 60% of the people oh, who took this got all five. All right, so far, Allie is in the lead with one to none. Who did, we, for- who did we forget? Who- um, you guys, uh, it is Louie, uh-huh. Liam, Zane, Harry, and Niall. Niall! We could have sat here all day and never come up with Niall. All right. All right. Uh, this one is obviously for Allie. Uh, name the three original Star Wars movies. Uh, you don't have to use the word episode in it. Okay. Oh, well, that's the easiest one yet. I'm way done. Done. <laughs> Taking a nap there, Ellie? I mean, I, I got two, but I was having problems with the third one. Uh, <laughs> I was. Uh, Allie, you want to go first on this one? You're the Star Wars well, queen. Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. Obviously. Oh, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> Isn't, I thought it was New Hope, Empire no, Strikes Back, all, and Return of the Jedi. That's what yes, I thought. Yes, that's Star Wars. And then it was all of a sudden called A New Hope. Oh. It was always Star Wars. Right. Okay. Will you allow it, Christine? Yes! Will you allow Star Wars? Okay, all right. So, <laughs> Allie and I both got him. Kevin, how'd you do? I didn't. I got Return of the Empire. <laughs> oh, my God! Oh, my Sorry, God, Unless, Kevin! You guys going to accept that one? No, here's okay. the thing. I was so sad looking at this quiz because, first of all, every like the majority of people got that One Direction question. Okay. Uh-huh. The majority of people got that uh, Kardashian question. Right. 49% of people Whoa. who took this That's all? got zero. Oh, no. zero. Yeah, zero out of three. Only oh. 26% of people got all three. Wow. Mm. We are so not in line with 
So Allie got I that mean, one too? The rest of the people in the world, I guess. And I, and I got a point on that one too. Yeah. Yeah, you? Okay. you guys both got a point. So Allie has two, Bean has one. All right. This one is more the question. last one. And actually, I think this might appeal to you, Kev Dog. All right. All right. Last question is name the three highest grossing movies of 2018 so far. Oh, come on now. It's September. How are we supposed to remember what came out? Well, I mean, these are big movies, so. Uh, I got Avengers, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Black Panther. Mm. Uh, Avengers. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Is there a colon continuation of that? Sure. But that doesn't matter, really. Okay. I mean, that's the basis of mm-hmm. the title. And Black Panther. Black Panther. What did you guys get? I got Incredibles, Black oh. Panther, and then the one where you turn into dust. And <laughs> is that Avengers? That's Avengers. Yes, yes and Avengers. I'm not sure the one you turn into dust counts, though. But sure, turn into <laughs> dust. Dean? I had no Avengers. I only came up with two, and they were Black Panther and Deadpool 2. All right. I think oh. you guys all got zero. No, because... Oh, man. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Not zero. You didn't get a point because okay. the uh, answers are Infinity War. So... That's Kevin Avengers. and Allie got Kevin it, gets, right? Okay. Right. Uh, yeah. Black Panther. Yeah. Both you guys, all three of you guys got that one. And Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Oh, oh. Jurassic World. Oh. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Okay. It's really shocking how we literally don't have the same taste as most everybody in this world. That's so weird. We literally don't know anything. Yeah. I think mm. is what we're finding out here. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. That means it's time for Allie and... What's happening? What's happening? We need a Pablo update. Have you been back to the fridge? I have. In fact, I just came back from the fridge. And Life for a little of Pablo? diet uh, root beer, uh, Life of Pablo. <laughs> no Pablo oh. for 
for folks who weren't with us uh, first thing this morning, I had a uh, either a mosquito or a, a moth, I couldn't tell which, who flew into my open refrigerator door right as I was closing it. And then when I went to try to retrieve him to let him loose, couldn't find him. Why so, couldn't you have told him like that instead of the 28 minutes you it took at 530? So long. So Holy I fear God. that I that I have a dead insect now mm-hmm. in my refrigerator. He it has makes, a name. It, Pablo. It makes me very, very sad to have. It's uh, a mosquito. Well, Maybe let not. it die. I don't. I just. I feel terrible. Yeah, it'll be all right. It was not my intention to murder. Right, it's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. Thank you for asking, though, Allie. You're welcome. It's a very. uh, It's a touch and go over here. Is it? It is. There's, All a, right. there's a bunch of mosquitoes to take its place. I have a lot All of good. Pablo feelings. Sure. Possibly a moth. All good. Maybe a moth. Nobody knows. No one cares. Because no one will find it because right. it never happened. Right. Bean doesn't even have a fridge. It's <laughs> <laughs> the concerning thing. You guys, I saw this story and I need to do a deeper dive on it, but okay. I'm already fascinated by it. This is the story of a man who took a pretty drastic moves not to let the one that got away remain away. This is a man named Carlos. He met a woman named Nicole at a campus bar. He only knew a few things about her. She was from Holland. She attended the University of Calgary, and he knows her name is Nicole. She ended up giving him the wrong number, but was that going to stop Carlos? No, no. Carlos... Carlos knows that they should be together. So he decided to go through the University of Calgary's entire email list and sent a message to 246 different Nicoles on the email list. Students, staff, faculty members. His email didn't reach the Nicole he was looking for, but it united the other Nicoles at the university, and a lot of them have become friends. They even made a Facebook group called hashtag Nicoles from last night. Meanwhile, the real Nicole has surfaced. Someone had added her to the Facebook group, so apparently this is her excuse. She hadn't memorized her Canadian number since she was an exchange student, so her bad. Sorry, it was the wrong number. Mm. And she didn't have a university email address yet, so she wasn't on that list. But it brings me to the question of... If somebody gave you a wrong number, wouldn't you be like, I'm out? I mean, that's a pretty strong message. Uh-huh. I, I would think. Yes. But what about this girl? Did he think, no, it was, she messed up the phone number? I mean, I guess he thought, unless I wildly misinterpreted our connection, mm-hmm. this is just a mistake. Because clearly we were vibing and there's right. no way she would have shined me like that. I don't. Wow, that's impossible for me to think that way. Right. If, that, if I call that number and it's disconnected or yeah. whatever. Your pride takes over. Okay. Um, that's okay. She doesn't want right. to message receive. Right. right. Right, right. Interesting. He went to quite the uh, quite the the effort to yes. track her down. Yeah. And by the way, Allie, you're so right about the uh, Nicoles from last night. They all got together for lunch and that group photo <laughs> of like it. 30 women named Nicole all now becoming friends. And, and you see the one who said, uh, yeah, I made a connection at the university. I'm going to get a job out of it. It's I mean, amazing. It's-, it's like he was LinkedIn for Nicoles. He, <laughs> right. did, he did some good work. I mean, no one wants to date you, Carlos. Yeah, I want to know but the, the ultimate answer of the Nicole. The Nicole. <laughs> she yes. says, no thanks. I That's awesome. I think it's such a fun story. The last the update I saw is the Nicole says they have been back in touch. They're getting mm-hmm. together for coffee. But she says, and Kevin, this may play to your point, just as friends. Oh, friends <laughs> own them already. Yeah. So nice. I don't know that this is going to end up in uh, happiness. Oh.
That's a great story, though. Sweet, Carlos. R.I.P., Carlos. R.I.P., your pride, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone in the U.S. is talking about your story. I kind of dig it. Well, we heard about Nicki Minaj and Cardi B getting in a little tussle at the Harper's Bazaar Icons party during New York Fashion Week over the weekend. And we know that Cardi B had attacked, lunged at, threw a shoe at Nicki Minaj because Nicki Minaj liked... Uh, I think it was a tweet or an Instagram thing talking about Cardi as a mom. Cardi came out and was like, you don't talk about me. You don't talk about my kid. None of this is acceptable. Well, Nicki Minaj has finally addressed the situation. (laughs) Okay. Thank God. This was during the latest episode of Nicki's Queen radio show on Beats One. She talks about how extremely humiliated she was about the whole thing. Here's my favorite part humiliating to go through in front of a bunch of upper echelon people who have their life together. (laughs) I mean, they are all in ball gowns and she's chucking a shoe at her, which is just good times. But she denies ever speaking ill of Cardi's daughter culture, says she would never do that. Here's where um, it just kind of took a turn. Instead of just leaving it at that, like, I wouldn't do that. It's not who I am. She then um, accused Cardi of payola and sleeping with DJs to get her records played and said, quote, I'm not a bitch in the strip club and I'm not a bitch on a reality show. You put your hands on certain people and you gonna die. This just escalated quickly. This, uh, this went to a whole new level of beef. Yeah. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I feel like Cardi B needs to run the other way. Yeah, I feel like maybe. Are you Team Nikki on this? Kind of I don't think she's right. I mm-hmm. think she will. She will win if there's yeah. any type of scuffle. Yeah, is my point. Yeah, I'm nervous. In my day, we called a gal who took her top off a whore. Okay. Thank you, Betty White. I'm not sure how uh, that applied. But all right. Okay. Good times. Cardi B was a stripper, you guys. Oh, was she? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't either. Oh, yeah. oh th- is that why she says I'm not a bitch in the strip club? I think so. And she was on a reality show, So, and I'm not a bitch on a reality show. Wow, I should have looked into this it's more. It's all making sense. Now it makes sense. <laughs> but again, with the shoe. Right. And I told you that tweet said, I want that level of fame where I can chuck a shoe and just leave and not worry about that shoe anymore. <laughs> I don't need it. I can leave without the shoe. <laughs> I can't do that. I need my shoes, right? guys. Never enough girls. That is true. Some birthdays for you. Ludacris, Harry Connick Jr., and Taraji P. Henson. And that's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean. Rock KROQ. All right, I don't think we've uh, ever had this phone topic before, but I think it could be very interesting. Uh, you're allergic to something, but you decide to go ahead and be with it anyway because it's just too good to give up. People who eat foods that they're allergic to. I think I told you guys off the air that uh, my wife and I are staying at a a house on vacation uh, in a couple of weeks that has a cat. Mm -hmm. Built-in cat. My wife is super allergic to cats. Oh, man. Go to a different house. No, 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 no. You don't see that as the plan? (laughs) Bean stays. She has to go someplace else because the allergies. Smart, I love, I've stayed at this house before. She's incredibly smart. And I fell very much in love with Rojo. That's the only reason I'm going. And I'm very excited to see Rojo again. How is your wife going to do that, though? She's just going to deal. But that's not. She's going to deal. For how long? Uh, I think we're going to be there for about a week, I guess. Because <gasps> like I, I would think maybe you could deal 
for six hours, but mm-hmm. or a day at the most. Can she a week? take any medications? Yeah, I mean, I think she'll Benadryl it up. So, mm-hmm. um, look, if I'm going to have to choose between a cat that I've met once and my wife, what do you right? think? Oh my god! What <laughs> right? do you think I'm going to do? See you later, Donna. <laughs> so we're going to take your calls at one eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. Even though you're allergic to a thing, it's something you still enjoy and still subject yourself to voluntarily. That's the topic. Now, I think Allie, I think you are the queen of this mm-hmm. because you have such a big allergy that it's kind of hard to avoid it your whole life, and that's dairy, right? Yeah, I I have a very distinct reaction to mm. dairy, where um, it, uh, we'll just say both ends um, <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> so I know exactly how to time it out. I know how much time I have. I know depending on if it's going to be pizza. God bless you if you're around and there's garlic bread. Something about the butter makes it almost instantaneous. Okay, so for you, it's not cut it out. It's mm-hmm. just you have to time it right. It's just time it right. So it's worth and it. And most likely be home right. is best, of obviously. Uh-huh. Nobody around that doesn't know about the allergy, right. always best. Uh-huh. And number three, if you want to fit into something cuter later in the night, great plan. Oh, Stomach's flat, you look you great. Some weight. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, because I don't know much about these uh, this dairy uh, uh, allergy. There's mm-hmm. no um, significant repercussions afterwards. In other words, it upsets your stomach, makes you uncomfortable, makes you sick momentarily, but it's not like it does any damage to you down the road if you have dairy, right? I'm sure over time, if I kept doing this, I'd have some issues. You, you know. don't do it that often. No. Right. No. But are there times, Allie, where mm-hmm. you just are like, God damn it, do I want pizza? Absolutely. I crave pizza and I'm going to eat pizza. Absolutely. And I do it. And my friend calls it poo pizza. Oh, you get oh, it? Poo pizza. pizza. That, <laughs> that is not what you want. Uh, that doesn't make it sound fun at all. Right. But here's the thing is that you have to be so disciplined. Mm hmm. And sometimes you get just tired of being disciplined. Yeah, and I'm sorry, pizza's the greatest food on the pizza. earth. It's, sorry, it's pizza. Yeah. pizza's pretty good. But yeah. while I'm eating it, for those like couple slices, yeah. I'm in heaven. Right. And then I am in serious hell for a good 25, 30 minutes. <laughs> I read an article uh, yesterday, and we are going to get to your calls. They're already coming in fast at 1-800-520-1067. I read an article that was so interesting to me because it was things that I have never really heard of people being allergic to but there are people who are allergic to almost everything out there, like people who are allergic to household cleaners. Right. What are you, what are you supposed to do? Because at some point, you got to pull out the 409 or whatever, the Comet, whatever it is you're using to clean your house, right? Mm-hmm. People who are allergic to cosmetics and skincare products. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're a lady in particular... Your life is going to involve cosmetics at some point, right? Yeah, but there's ways to get around that. They're, do they, do yeah. they have hypoallergenic? Absolutely. People who are allergic to condoms, for instance. Mm. Right? That's apparently not an uncommon. Uh, I, by the way, I claimed for years I was allergic to condoms. Right. right. So what most dudes do. I well, have a friend that was allergic. Can I say this? I don't know. To, um, to uh, semen. Okay. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that, too. And her husband... It's not just a story? Her husband was like, no way, this isn't even possible. He had to go to the doctor, give a sample, all of that to determine there's some, dare I say, protein in it that didn't mix well with her. Wow. 
bad situation, guys. Real bad situation. Listen to this, Allie. I'd like to know how many people claim that and how many people it's true for. Right. Very rarely, <laughs> women can have an allergic reaction to their partner's semen, which can include redness, burning, itching, and swelling in areas where the fluid was exposed to their skin. This allergy is often person-specific. <gasps> what? So a woman may experience it with one partner, mm-hmm. but not with others. Yeah, she asked if she could try it out with other people. Right? He was not into <laughs> Just that. for science. Yeah. For science, Research. I have to try. <laughs> Um, what's the thing you have at nail salons, Allie? I don't, I still don't know what it is, but when I was in high school, I went to get, um, acrylic nails for the first time, little nail tips, and I wound up fainting, went back the next day, because I only had three nails done, and I was like, I'm going to prom, (laughs) fix this, fainted again. So there was some smell in the chemicals of the acrylic and what they use Hmm. that I then went another 10 years, didn't go into a nail salon that did acrylic nails, went into a nail salon 10 years later, woke up in an ambulance. They said I had a seizure. What? So I passed out and had a seizure. So this is beyond what most people's problems is with uh, acrylic nails, which is just a a rash or something. Like a skin rash or something. No, there's something, the chemical smell of whatever, like the liquid is that they apply it with i you all all of a sudden i'm feeling dizzy i'm getting the little sweat beads and i'm down for the count so i haven't had acrylic nails or gel nails or anything like that for ever is there there's an alternate there is now and i found it my friend michelle told me about this great place and now i get what's known as powder nails sure and they don't use any of the liquid it's non-toxic it's fantastic and ladies the color isn't color the color is the actual powder so your nails never chip i can go four weeks without a manicure suck it too much information. Okay. All right. I feel like we may be off topic All a right. bit. There's one right. lady out there that's like, I'm sorry, what was it? Yeah, <laughs> Our amazing. listeners are awesome and are coming through with lots of allergies that I've not heard of. So we'll get to as many as we can as fast as we can. Let's do one before the break and make it line two's Brandy. She's calling from Long Beach. Brandy, welcome to the Kevin and Bean Show. What are you allergic to? I'm allergic to pineapple, which I discovered on my honeymoon. Mm-hmm. And it makes my entire mouth well up and makes my tongue very itchy, but I do not care. And in the last three years, I have had the pleasure of having Hawaii as part of my territory for work. Uh-huh. So I go to Hawaii about every six to eight weeks, and I still eat it every single time I go. <laughs> Love it. You're just like, you know what? F it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> how, um, how long do those effects last after you've had a uh, pineapple? It just depends on how much of it I eat and how strong it is. If I eat straight pineapple and I eat a lot of it, it could last for, you know, an hour or so. Okay, that's manageable. Worth it. Worth it. How do we become friends? How do we become friends with Brandy and go to Hawaii every six weeks? Right, every six weeks. No kidding. Wow. That's great. All right. uh, Aloha. I'll play the ukulele for you another time, but we're out of time right now, Brandy. We appreciate it. 1-800-520-1067. What are you allergic to, but you still go for it? We'll talk to you next on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Let's take one phone call. Let's make it Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi. How are you? We are good. We're talking about things you're allergic to, but you still go for it anyway. What's yours? Alcohol. What? You're allergic to alcohol. Yes, I sure am. <laughs> all all kinds? It doesn't matter whether it's a beer or bourbon? Wouldn't you guess she's tried, tried every single one? <laughs> I've tried everything, yes. Uh, uh, what, what happens to you when you drink alcohol? 
So I'm not Asian, but I get the Asian flush, mm-hmm. and I get burning in my esophagus and stomach, which then turns into stomach spasms. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. So how often do you treat yourself and drink anyway? Um, at this point, I've reached a certain age where I basically just do it on special occasions. When I was younger, it was more often than not because uh-huh. I just went into oblivion. <laughs> so, Stomach spasms. Yeah, so you just you, you just switched over to hard drugs just to avoid that, right? Oh, absolutely. Just went straight heroin. <laughs> straight heroin. Oh. I mean, you're not allergic. Wow, that's a tough one, man. There are a lot of people out there feeling for you right now, Katie. We appreciate the call so much. We are talking about you're allergic to something, but you just, every once in a while, say, F it, I'm going to do it anyway. By the way, that list I was telling you about of things that people are allergic to that I, I, I knew very little about, people who are allergic to metal have to survive in a world with tablets and phones and cars and so many other things. Hmm. Can you imagine trying to navigate your way around metal? No. That sounds like a tough one. Nobody would choose that, no. that's for sure. <laughs> I don't All right. think anyone let's, would choose any of these. Let's go out to uh, Prescott, Arizona. Kevin and Bean Lister listening online at radio.com app. Ryan, welcome to the program, sir. How are you? Doing well. Popo's out, guys. How are you doing? Popo's out of you as well. What are you allergic to? I'm allergic to grass. Uh, not weed, but I'm allergic to actual blades of grass. Oh, my oh, gosh. No. So do you have uh, like a yard you have to walk by to get to your car every morning? Uh, well, no, I, I grew up playing sports. Uh, oh, no. Playing soccer? At a very early age. Soccer, yeah, football? Uh, uh, soccer, football, baseball, all yep. of it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I would break out in just the worst hives the second my skin makes contact with it. Oh. So in the middle of summer during baseball, while it's, you know, 90 degrees here in Arizona, um, I, I'm covered head to toe. Like, I, I'm wearing long sleeves, turtleneck, high socks. <laughs> And so I'm out there sweating profusely just so I don't break out in hives. That is awful. That's Mm-mm. awful. What a terrible yeah. fielder you must have been. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to dive. I'm not going to dive. I'm not laying out for any ball. Right. <laughs> exactly. All right, Ryan, thank you for the call. Appreciate that so much. Let's go to line one. Corona, this is going to be Daniel. He's a guy who goes out of his way to subject himself to something he's allergic to. Hey, Daniel. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, thank you. What is it? Good. So I, uh, I go backpacking in the summers and things like that and up in the mountains, and I go fishing, and, you know, I catch a fish, and I bring it in. Right. And the next day, my hands are blistered, and you know that kind of thing that you did when you were a kid, and you put glue on your hands, and you peeled it off? Oh, oh no. Yes. That's, yeah. That's basically my hand. And, you... and it goes like that for about the month. And that's caused by fish? Yeah, they call it, you know, it's certain fish, like trout and salmon that have it. Is it and, the oils? Uh, so only the ones that you catch? It's the oil, yeah. They call it fisherman's hands. I, uh, I am going to tell you something, Daniel, that is going to blow your mind. You can now buy fish in the supermarket. You don't have to catch it. You don't have to skin it. You don't have to clean it. You don't have to do anything but cook it and cut it. Where's the fun in that, though? Right? right? Well, the, the fun in that is your hands are all blistered up. Uh, it's, it's worth it. It's Did you say it was for a month? Yeah, it goes out for about a month. Yeah, just, uh, you know, parts of my palms start to peel. and Oh, man. It goes up to the fingers, and yeah. That is something you know, I've, else. You know, I've, I've had it my entire life, and 
You're a gross dude, Daniel. And, <laughs> and I just now figured it out. So, Yep, you are a very slow learner. Thank you, Daniel. Appreciate yeah. the call. Bless him. Let's go to line six. Whittier, this is going to be Jacqueline. Now, Kevin, be nice to Jacqueline. Of course. Okay? That's all I am is nice. What are you allergic to, Jacqueline? I am very allergic to animals. All animals, pretty much. All, all animals. animals. Okay, oh, and, yeah. and what do you do for a living? I'm a registered veterinary technician. Okay, oh, what are you doing? What? How? Why did you? Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, I love animals, so I've, I'm going to do what I love. <laughs> I don't love you. How yes. do you protect yourself? I am on a lot of medications, so I do have a fix for your wife. <laughs> a fix for what? Oh, for Donna. Oh, 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 yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, please. What what do you recommend for her? Because we're going to be staying at a house with a cat. That's cute. You say we. I I don't know if I can say brand names on the radio. Of course, yeah, sure. Oh, so she's got to go to the the counter at any drugstore and ask for Allegra D. Allegra D. D. Okay. All right. She's usually a Benadryl gal, but but that puts her to sleep, so. Yeah, exactly. Allegra D, 24 hours. That'll that'll help her for the week. All right. Okay, great. Thank you, Jackie. I appreciate the call. So she knows she's allergic to animals, and she says, you know what? I'm going to be a vet tech. That's her job. That's so much. That is her thought. Aww. All right. Well, let's stay on the animal tip and go to Juan in Newport real quick because he's got those animals in his house. Let's find out how this is working out for him. Hey, Juan. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. What are you allergic to? Uh, so I'm allergic to dogs and cats, but I happen to have two French bulldogs living with me. <gasps> and how's that working out for you? Well, they're adorable, but I can't play with them long because then I get my eyes swell up and I get these uh, rashes all over my arms. So Can I have one I of them? Five... <laughs> Absolutely not. I don't Aww. think he's looking to give them away. <laughs> okay. Why are you living with... <laughs> How did you end up living with dogs? You didn't go out and get a dog knowing that this would be the reaction, right? Well, yeah, well, I, I've always loved dogs, and I figured, like, if you live with them long enough, you'll become immune, but oh. that's not the case. <laughs> oh, <my>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's not the case. <laughs> we just learned out. One is a scientist. <laughs> All right, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Let's do one more. Let's go to Orange. Let's say hi to Ashley. She's on line one. Kevin, this is another one that's going to kill you. All right, Ashley, hi. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. You're allergic to... Gluten, grains, and barley. Oh man. Okay, that's everything a let- everything. That's everything. That, yeah, that limits it? your options. What what kinds of things are involved in gluten, grain, and barley? Obviously, bread, right? Bread, rice, wheat. Um, Not beer, though. Sandwiches, pasta, beer. No. Oh. <sighs> How do you? Why do you live? Why are you still alive, Ashley? If you can't have bread, pasta, or beer? Because there's Benadryl. All right. It's so perfect. that that works perfectly. Yeah, I just get a little bit itchy, but sometimes it's worth it. Oh, it's totally worth it. All right. Look at that chick at the bar scratching herself. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's Ashley. All right. As usual, the conclusion is our listeners are making a lot of real good decisions. That's correct. K-Rock, L-A-N-O-C's Alternative Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. I think we're going to have to remember it, September 11, in its reality. Because somehow I think it pushes the human consciousness toward finding ways to avoid this in the future. We're back at 8.30 on this Tuesday morning. It's the 11th day of September, the year 2001. And we've got a nice tap on a beautiful early fall morning here in Manhattan. We hope the weather's pretty where you're waking up as well. It was a beautiful-
is a special report. A major incident occurred here. There has been a plane crash. I just witnessed the plane hit directly in the middle of uh, one of the World Trade Center towers. We saw the plane hit the building. More and more fire and smoke enveloping the very top of the building. Right then and there, I knew that this was going to be the worst day of my life as a firefighter. People are jumping out the window. Oh, my God! That looks like a second plane. Right oh, there's another one. Another plane just hit. Right? Oh, my gosh. That's on purpose. Somebody is doing this on purpose. Oh, my goodness. There is smoke pouring out of the Pentagon. With an aircraft that crashed into the Pentagon. 110 stories. The top portion of which is collapsing. Good Lord. Your traffic is being uh, grounded across the United States. 15 minutes later. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was the second tower of the World Trade Center collapsing before our eyes. United Airlines Flight 93, it crashed in Somerset County, Pennsylvania. It was a sad, it was a sad day. The images of the replay that never stops of the planes hitting, the towers coming down. And it was like, okay, enough TV. It did happen, right? It's not something that I'm going to close my eyes and and open them again, and, and I'm going to see the tower, right? It's not there. It's terribly sad here in New York City. It's terribly sad, because we've never been through this before. We're told that they were uh, zealots uh, fueled by religious fervor. And if you live to be a thousand years old, will that make any sense to you? Will that make any goddamn sense? Families are handing out flyers to the media, hoping for some news on their relatives. My brother works in the 91st floor, and he's unaccounted for at this time. They should have been here already. God and angels up above send us home, the one we love. He said, don't panic. My mom is just, I'm going to be okay. Not to worry about it. She was on the 93rd floor of the second trade center. She called everyone to tell everybody that she was okay. And uh, so we, um, we haven't heard anything since then. So you just have to find her. We know we will. Pictures on the nightstand. Called all the hospitals. TV's on in the day. Into the missing person's place. Your house is waiting. We haven't heard anything at all. Your house is waiting. We haven't heard anything at all. For you to walk in. Everyone's desperate for information. For you to walk in. But you're missing. He has to face reality. And he may not come back. The hardest part is not knowing anything. The head of our family is gone. When I shut out the lights, you're missing. I would talk to him when he saw the plane coming. When I close my eyes, you're missing. I haven't heard from him since. When I see the sunrise, you're missing. Our lives will never be the same. This nation is peaceful, but fierce when stirred to anger. Grief has turned to anger, and anger to resolution. Whether we bring our enemies to justice, or bring justice to our enemies, justice will be done. This is war, and we will do everything in our power together to make sure that terrorists never, ever again can create this chaos against our people. I have a message for our military. Be ready. The hour is coming when America will act, and you will make us proud.
I say to our enemies, we are coming. God may show you mercy. We will not. More than 50 Navy jets, a half dozen Air Force heavy bombers, B-1s and B-52s, are carpet bombing the Taliban front lines. I believe in the fearless hearts of the United States military. This nation is freedom's home and freedom's defender. And we owe so much, so much, to the men and women who step forward to protect those freedoms. Oh, beautiful. Brave men and women, indeed. Oh, heroes prove. Operating there in what continues to be a very dangerous environment. In liberating strife. We're blessed with extraordinary men and women who risk their lives each day so that each of us can live in peace and freedom. Do more than self. They are clearly doing us proud in Afghanistan. An American flag flies outside the childhood home of John Joseph Edmonds in Cheyenne, Wyoming. America! A symbol of the patriotism his family still feels even after losing the 20-year-old Army Specialist in the war against terrorism. And for that, all America is grateful. America, he said, has sent the best of her young men around the world. Not to conquer, but to liberate. Not to terrorize, but to help. I'm so very thankful to you, the men and women who wear our uniform. To carry the torch passed to you by hundreds of policemen and firefighters who raised our country's flag over the wreckage. Not just for the peace of mind of our own citizens, but to free people in Afghanistan from one of the most wretched and despised and oppressive regimes anywhere in the world. Thanks to you, many Afghan women are walking in public again and walking with dignity. My mother wants me to go to school and become an educated person and get a job someday. I wish to work and I now I decided to work from 5 of morning until 10 of night because I I stayed at home five years. I want to make it equal. We're happy God is kind, says the old man busy carving fools again. The true God, they say, Montana by the name of Shoto, and Montana's been in the middle of a drought for three years, and if you got no rain, you can't grow anything, and if you can't grow anything, you can't farm, and that's the way life is in a small town, 1,600 people. Last night at the high school auditorium, they, they had a rally, and not just a rally for New York City, but a rally to raise money for New York City, and, and if that doesn't tell you uh, everything you need to know about the, the spirit of the United States, then, uh, I can't help you. We see our national character and rescuers working past exhaustion in long lines of blood donors and thousands of citizens who have asked to work and serve in any way possible. The more disaster to handle, every generation has gone through it. Even though this is a horrific tragedy, this is New York's finest hour. To me, it shows the greatness of America that uh, people who would be perceived as common people can perform such un uncommon acts of valor. Even after the towers fell, literally hundreds of firemen went right back in. Their loved one had let two elevators go because he was older. 
people on the elevator were younger. Every day, total strangers were showing up with supplies. Somebody said that if you could still use towels. People who faced death and in their last moments called home to say, be brave, and I love you. Passengers who defied their murderers and prevented the murder of others on the ground. Rescuers, the ones whom death found, running up the stairs and into the fires to help others. Beloved priest died giving the last rites to a firefighter. American Red Cross, the Salvation Army. And the United Way. Never know all the heroes. The person who calmed someone and got them out of the building. The person who organized their floor so that everybody could evacuate. workers finding a disabled stranger carried her down 68 floors to safety. A group of men drove through the night from Dallas to Washington to bring skin grafts for burn victims. For those of us who lived through these events, the only marker we'll ever need is the tick of a clock at the 46th minute of the eight hour. We remember where we were and how we felt. We remember the dead and what we owe them. We remember what we lost and what we found. Grief and tragedy and hatred are only for a time. Goodness, remembrance, and love have no end. All right, Allie, save me. What's happening? So Heidi Klum is on the Ellen DeGeneres show, and she was asked about her dating life, and she said she's been in a very happy relationship with her boyfriend, Tom, for the past six months. And Ellen brought up the last time she was on, she played a game of Who'd You Rather? So you're seeing two different people, you pick, and then they keep moving up in the ranks. Well, ultimately, she wound up picking Joaquin Phoenix over Drake. But Drake saw this and saw him, like, moving up in the ranks and decided to reach out to her. Sent her a text. Go for it. Obviously, right? So sent a text wondering if you'd like to get together, meet up, blah, blah, blah. Do all celebrities have all celebrities' phone numbers? I feel like they must, I believe, yes. Yeah. Well, it turns out Heidi Klum didn't even bother to text back because she had started dating this man, Tom, Mm -hmm. that she's now been in a relationship with for six months. So she wound up not texting back, mm-hmm. nothing, like ghosted the the dude. Is it ghosting if you've well, you never don't even ghost dated? because you've never yeah. met. Okay. Yeah. So just doesn't respond. Right. So Ellen is like, that's not okay. You you can't just not respond to him. So she literally looks in the camera. She's like, I'm really sorry, Drake. I'm sorry I didn't text you back, but you're cool. I love your music. I'll be coming to a concert very soon. But wow, I don't think anyone needed to know that. No, that's odd. That Drake texted her and she didn't text back. Maybe leave that out. It is odd. Odd, right? Allie, um, you're a lady. Thank what? you for noticing. What's the, uh, in your opinion, mm-hmm. what's the protocol if some guy that you don't know or barely know texts you and asks you out? Do you think it's cool to just ignore it? 
If it's or a guy. Or do you think he, he deserves an answer? If I don't know the person, but they well, I, they got my number through a friend or something. See, I guess we don't know if yeah, they this is a whole other level too. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, this is. I'm just wondering, do you think it, uh, that every uh, inquiry for a uh, request for a date requires uh, a response? No. In a text, possibly, because that's a little more personal. But a cold call text. Is <laughs> no, not, yeah, that's, that's odd. odd. Um, <laughs> emails, tweets, that type of thing. Instagrams, no. No, no response. You that's say no. Just, that's okay. odd. Please stop it. <laughs> that's weird. But yeah, I mean, Drake, shoot your shot, dude. I think that's what we're saying. You're right. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Good times. I mean, I don't blame him for watching TV going, I got a shot at Heidi Klum. Right. I'm going for it. Absolutely. He's no dummy. Right. <sighs> Christine points out, by the way, I think this is worth saying, and this is a good good advice. Absolutely ignore, because as a girl, if you respond, you're about three texts away from an unwanted D-pick. <laughs> so it's best just to steer clear. Okay. It sounds like there's some experience behind yeah, that. what's going on? Sure Who are these cold texters? <laughs> and why won't she give me her new number? Oh, God. Oh. Gross. Uh, Conor McGregor is being sued by one of the guys in that bus attack that happened back in April at Barclays Center, where he threw a steel dolly through a window, injuring seven people. Several people. One of those was the man that is behind this lawsuit, Michael Chisia? Chisa? Chippewa? I don't know. He was scheduled to fight Anthony Pettis at UFC 223, but was forced to pull out due to injuries he received in the bus attack. He said he suffered cuts to his body and face, but in this lawsuit, he also says he suffered severe emotional distress, mental trauma, and or bodily harm. So he is suing McGregor for assault, battery, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. He's also going after Barclays Center for negligence, claiming that they failed to have proper security measures in place. So, But we were talking about this earlier. If you literally had to pull out of UFC 223 because of injuries, yeah. I think that's a solid case right there. I think yeah. so, too. Right? Ugh. So that, that whole thing... Not good. Not Connor. good. Not good. Connor just lost his S that day, didn't he? Yeah, I did. Yeah. He really did. Good thing he's got a gazillion dollars. So he does have plenty. He will most likely wind up just settling this, but cuckoo. So let me engage your interest for Bohemian Rhapsody. That is the first major biopic of the iconic band Queen, of I'm course. Interested. Yeah, Rami Malik is going to be starring as Freddie Mercury. Bean, what about you? Uh, so rarely are music biopics, 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 which one is it? I think it's biopic. Okay. So rarely are they good. This one does seem to have a pretty good pedigree and a real good star. Mm-hmm. I think I have to wait and hear what people have to say about it and then, and then decide. Well, then you won't be at the premiere, which is taking place at Wembley. Wembley. Oh. You guys, that's insane. October 23rd. Wembley with 6,500 fans in attendance. 6,500? I feel like that's just loud. You're going to... Like people all opening their, you know, containers. But wait, is it Wembley Stadium? Yes. So 6,500... Well, they're not going to fill the whole thing up with people. Not that many people want to shoot. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Like a small number. Oh, sure. At Wembley, yes. But for a movie premiere, 6,500 is... It's a lot... It's a lot. So that was fun. That was a fun story. Uh. And Dave Grohl reportedly um, was 
Dave Grohlin all over the place. This was just after they did the pop-up gig that was at the parking lot. Where was that? Palladium. Palladium. Thank you, Chip. Um, they decided to go to the Rainbow Bar and Grill on Sunset Boulevard, had some cocktails, took a bunch of pictures with fans. Well, one of the pictures of his bar tab has made its way online. The bar tab was $333. So in Dave Grohl fashion, he decided, well, I obviously have to make it the number of the beast. So his tip on that $333 bar tab was $333. Yeah. He's so metal. He's so metal. (laughs) He's so good. I do love that nobody seems to enjoy their life more than him. No. I love that. No. And who would? Right. Right. How could you? He's got an amazing family. A great band does what he wants musically. Can play with any ma- uh, musician and probably has. And magicians. <laughs> sure, it does great magic, I've heard. Absolutely. <laughs> and I just of think course, that's... features Dave Grohl on guitar wow. and drums. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's Grohl, but sure. Yeah. Grohl, Grohl. Tomato, tomato. Right. I just think that's typical of him. 333 really bucks, is. let's make it 666. If that was me, I'd still be at Rainbow Bar and Grill doing the math. It's not <laughs> impressive. Some birthdays for you. Ludacris, Harry Connick Jr., and Taraji P. Henson. And that's what's happening. Thank you, Allie. And you drive home today. Listen to a commercial-free 5 p.m. hour. Random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. People are dumb. Um, author Brad Meltzer. Love. Will join us, who we love so much. And we've got your passes for Disneyland Resort and for the Ohana Festival as well tomorrow morning. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.